This is CliffCentral.com. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan DeCue, the good things guy. You're live. It's Tuesday. We get to hang out with you in studio. Not really in studio because you're not in studio, but you get to listen to us uh, over the airwaves. And um, and we get to bring you all of the good news and all of the good stuff uh, happening in South Africa and the world. I know there's a lot of cuck going on. Uh, the president, the Guptas, ESCOM. And apparently another kid got kicked out of school for their hair, but we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the good things, and we're going to try dig deep and find the good news in between all of that stuff, because that's what's important, and that's what matters. We are here to remind you that there's still so many good things in the world and South Africa right now. So inspired, so proudly South African, so much of good news. Um, so big show today, lots going on. Kerry and I get to chat to Ketiwe Nkunya, uh, a corporate citizenship lead at Accenture. And she's going to help us address the youth unemployment opportunities. Um, it's sort of the sector that she works in. So we're going to unpack that a little bit so we can hear how we can create opportunities in this very, um, downtrodden market. I know it's tough. I know the economy's tough. I know that uh, jobs are scarce. I know that people are hungry. I heard the craziest fact yesterday um, about uh, jobs and unemployment in South Africa, and it's bad. Like, it's really, really bad. So if you have a job and you're holding on to something, um, I think be thankful. Uh, but more so, I also think that South Africa is alive with possibility, and the economy and the structure – and the the way that South Africa lies and and sort of the I'm sorry, the platform that it gives us it gives us an opportunity to create employment or to be uh, employers and to be entrepreneurs and to make stuff happen um you know there's there's people that are starting businesses every day and i think that's a really cool vibe about being in south africa but we'll get into that a little bit later we've also got gavin sinclair a south african man who's running 5500 kilometers solo by himself, unaccompanied, to raise money for charity. It's not the first time that he's done something crazy, uh, but he's back and he's doing something again for charity. He's um, he's the good things running man. We're going to call him that. And we get to speak to him in a little bit. He'll be here. Plus, Kerry and I bring you the top five trending good news stories of the week, like we always do. Our regular catch-up where we're going to unpack the news that's currently going on and try to find all of the good stuff um, out of the news, because sometimes it just gets a little bit heavy. Uh, plus, I'm going to be chatting about suicide prevention and why we should be talking about it. Last week, Lincoln Park, um, Chester Bennington, very sad. I'm sure a lot of the shows uh, since since Thursday have been chatting about the very sad news and, and sort of um, how it's affected them and, and how Lincoln Park was part of their childhood and all of those things that we can all relate to or some of us can relate to. But I think for me... Um, it just brings to the forefront that we should be talking about it and we should be talking to each other about our sad and bad days. So tune in right now if you're not you should be tuned in because you're hearing me, but if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can tweet us, Brendan DeQ, CliffCentral.com, Kerry Stain, um, or any of our steam guests who might drop their Twitter handles while they're talking because they come here to plug. Um or you can give us a call on 061 or Kerry they can give us a call on it will send us a message or a voice note on our WhatsApp number. What's the number? 079-748-2090. That's 079-748-2090. I'm going to apologize for anything Kerry says today. She's taken a truckload of medicine <laughs> uh, just, be- just before the show started. Oh, um, she's suffering from a bit of man flu. <laughs> 
Uh, woman flu. That's a woman flu. I do not have. Does it sound like I have flu? No, but then why do you take medicine? No, let's not talk about. So that. then that's why I was going with the flu thing. No. Can we just go with the flu thing? Okay. So Carrie's a bit high. She doesn't even know what's going on. We don't promote taking drugs, kids. But no, um, no, 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 no. But no. she wasn't feeling very well, so she took a whole bunch of medicine. And I walked into the studio. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and and Sia was like, "I hope you know what you're taking on air with you. I hope you understand what's going on." It's over all there. Sia's fault. I blame him. I'm Did blame, Sia blame give him. you the the pills? No, he didn't. Okay, but is it, it's his fault because he's telling everyone? Yes. And now I've just told. The whole world. Well, international radio. Exactly. And it'll live on podcast forever. Forever and ever. Yeah, Kerry won't Amen. remember anyway. We'll have to play the show back to her. <laughs> of course I'll remember. <laughs> so last week, uh, the show was pretty cool. If you didn't listen to the podcast or you didn't watch the videos, we had a bunch of people dancing for goodness in the studio. Do you remember that, Kerry? No. Oh, there were cows dancing. <laughs> of course I remember. And it was move for goodness. I could hardly focus on the show. And if you used the hashtag, hashtag move for goodness, um, the, the company, uh, would give away, would give away money. And dairy. 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 Over 120,000 rand. And we raised a truckload of money last week. For Mandela Day It was really, 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 really Do cool Do you know what the final number was for that day? Um, no, we're going to go with the truckload Okay We're going to go with the truckload Just load. like a truckload of my medicine Truckload of your medicine Truckload wow. of money There's a whole truckload of stuff going yeah. on uh, A little bit in the news that we're going to catch up on Today, um, a concerned South African and her Afro Have set a date with the Kempton Park principal To chat about why she allegedly sent the girls home from school For their inappropriate hairstyles Come on guys, it's 2017 Are we still doing this? Apparently so. And I'm talking about the principal here. If the principal can listen, I'm snapping my finger on the table. You need to come to my office because it's not effing cool. Um, I get it. I get that schools have rules. I get that we need to be following rules. But you need to understand that hair's got bugger all with, with, to do with education, uh, first of all. And secondly, ethnic hair is ethnic hair. You cannot change a whole cultural society by kicking girls out of school. I hope you know the damage you've been done. You're in every single newspaper today. Every single newspaper. Why? Because you got frustrated because someone wasn't following your old school rules. Old school. You know what? Do you, you've got a little one. Does her hair matter? Um. If she was watching Friends and she saw Jennifer Aniston's layered layers and she went, Mom, I want my hair in layers. And if her school allowed it, you'd let her do it because it's a self-expression of who she is. The problem with the education system globally, it's not a South African thing. The problem with the education system globally is that it's been structured around this Henry Ford model where we're creating robots to follow a production line instead of enabling people to be creative and to be able to build themselves and to be able to learn in a way that they can learn in. And you know what? We are creative beings. My, I, this, it, it pisses me off because when I was younger and I was in school, um, we followed rules and we had all of these like fit in the box. And today I'm doing something that's completely out of my box. It's not even, it's not even remotely part of my school. I've been out of school for 15 years and at my 10 year reunion, I went back to my school and one of my teachers said to me, Oh, what do you do now? What is it that you do with your life? And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a brand activation ambassador. I own a company that does brand activations events. And we basically, um, come up with ideation to create these amazing events. And she went, what, what's that? Oh no! But that's what I'm telling you is that our schooling system back it, in your it, box. It's get out of the box. Okay, well that's why. I mean, you're asking me the question, but Talia goes to 21st century school, so it's very much 
now. Letting them be expressive and creative. That's exactly it. And it's about them living openly. Yes, they are. I mean, it's very diverse. Her school is diverse. Obviously, there's different cultures and and all of that. Um, And we have had a meeting around uniforms, hair, and that sort of thing. But there's no... Okay, but there's there's two parts here, and I don't want to get the two parts no, confused. No, no, no. The first is culturally, yes. ethnic hair is ethnic hair. Yes. And culturally, an African hairstyle should be allowed to be weird as... Worn. Worn. Worn as African hair. That's the first part. Then the second part that I'm saying here is hair has got nothing to do no, it with really education. Doesn't. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So what I really dig is this... Um, this Aunt of this kid. So the kid got kicked out of school with a bunch of her friends because the principal was not cool. And the aunt, uh, wrote, wrote a Facebook post which has gone viral and, um, her name is Siabonga Nguenya. And she's basically gone, today I'm going to go see the principal and I'm going to be wearing my afro with pride. I'm going Good. in there. Good. I am going in there. And she did. So I'm going to report back on that later, but she went and did that with her afro. What, what can a, what, what can a human being say to another human being when you're being yourself? But that's the thing as well. So, um, before there was a problem with, uh, what do you, with weaves and all of that jazz because, you know, someone can afford a, a 10,000 rand weave and someone else cannot. And, I think Afros are beautiful. They really are. It's them being natural. It's them, their natural selves. I love it. I love it. I love that people are fighting back. And you know what's flipping cool as well? I put that story up onto Good Things Guy this morning and, um, and people were commenting and I'm going to say this. I don't want to, white people were commenting going, stop with the hair. Like let people be who they are. So if I cut my hair off and now I have a hairstyle that's like yours, is that going to be a problem? Why would it? Exactly. And exactly. Exactly. So we're on the same page. The other, um, the other story that I want to bring up, um, Dunkirk is a new movie that's just come out. The premiere was this weekend. Uh, do you know about Dunkirk? World War II veteran. No, but you don't. You, I mean, you're just reading the headline. Yes, I did. Do you know anything about Dunkirk? Uh, kind of. Yes, I do. Okay. So the Battle of Dunkirk took place during the Second World War between the Allies and Nazi Germany and Dunkirk, France. That's where the place is. I'm sure that's not how you, you don't say Dunkirk because it's France. So it would be like Dunkirk. Most probably. Um, but the movie tells the story of the evacuation of the Allied troops from the French city of Dunkirk. It's entertainment for most viewers, but just a handful of people in the world. It contains images that bring back memories of surviving Dunkirk. Yes, and I should kind of know about it anyway. Ken Sturdy, a 97-year-old war veteran, was invited to take part in the movie premiere and um and to sort of be there he was 20 years old when he was on that battlefield imagine living your worst nightmare your worst nightmare Mm-mm. over 80 years ago and for it to be brought to life again on screen after the the movie premiere they interviewed him to speak to him about what he, he what he felt. He couldn't. I've got the video here, which I'm going to put up online so that you guys can can watch it. But these were the, these were some of the things he said. I was 20 when that happened, but watching the movie, I could see my old friends again, and a lot of them died. Mm. I'd lost so many of my buddies. Um, at the end, he says, uh. Don't just go to the movie for entertainment. Think about it. And when you become adults, keep thinking. 
Tonight I cried because it's never the end. It won't happen. We the human species are so intelligent and we do such astonishing things. We can fly to the moon, but still we do stupid things. So when I see the film tonight, I see it with a certain kind of sadness because what happened back then in 1940 is not the end of war. And look at him representing... Oh, he wore, he wore his full his uniform. uniform. He wore his full uniform with all his Soldiers medals. It was just absolutely incredible. The video is really cool. I'm going to put that up online right now so that you guys can That's see that. Um, and you can sort of read it. It's, you know, it's relevant news. It's it relevant is. news. It is. Wow. Cheapest. Last thing that I want to touch on, um, was something that hit me really hard last week and I didn't know that it would. Um, Kerry, you've listened to Linkin Park before. Of course. I grew up with Linkin Park. I think us exennials all did. Yes. I was a little skater girl that grew up with Linkin Park. Were you? Yes. So I remember the first time I ever heard Linkin Park. It was at a friend's house. We were all watching movies and um, we were young, so we were like 15. And we'd watch the movie and we finished watching the movie and then we put it on MTV in the background to chat. And his song Crawling came on and yeah. we all like went all crazy. And yes. the whole time, I mean, during that era, um, what I recall and remember is it was the first time that I allowed myself to listen to what I deemed as angry music. Because it was like, it was very, okay, that song was very angry. But it was the first time that I ever allowed myself to be, to be open up to, to hear that, right? So the news broke on Thursday that he had committed suicide. And, um, on Friday, I left it because, you know, it, it, it was what it was late on Thursday night. And on Friday morning, I actually wrote a post and, and I said, I think Jester Bennington was one of the greatest musicians of my time. His music has always been a part of my life. And it's funny, music has a way of connecting with you or me. Listening to a song can take you back decades in an instant and remind you of a time that is long gone. Hearing a song can make you smile and evoke the most amazing memories of childhood, friends, varsity, love, traveling, and happiness, which I carried Linkin Park with me through all those years. Mm. But music can also save you. My dad passed away nearly seven years ago, and their song, Waiting for the End, was kept on repeat for most of that year. The words to the song were crafted in a way that I resonated with. They helped me deal with my own heartache and reminded me that I had to move on. They helped me move on. I didn't know Chester Bennington, but his music saved me, and I'm just so sorry that the world couldn't do the same for him. For the first time, I think, in my 32 years here on Earth, I actually felt something for when a celebrity died. Mm. Like, I can't recall another time when I'd actually felt something. And I realized it wasn't because I knew the celebrity. It wasn't because I felt something for them. It was because I felt something for what they meant to me and the music that they carried with me, which I think is super, super important. It is. And then the second part of that um, is the fact that that he was going through something, something that I don't understand, but something that is hugely, hugely important. I wrote a, st- a couple of stories about him on Good Things Guy, and in most of them I was in tears while I was writing them. I was sad because he was sad, and I think we can all relate to that. We all get sad. Even though I have this crazy optimistic outlook on life, which I do, it sometimes seems a little bit unrealistic because <laughs> I'm this Good Things Guy, and I'm know, always positive, right? and I'm always happy, and I'm always portraying that. I need to open up and tell everybody that I have bad days as well. Mm. I also have incredibly sad days. I maybe just don't show them on social media and I don't talk about them. 
Chester Bennington and what happened last week has made me realize that I need to talk about them. And we should all be talking about our sad days. We can't portray this life where we always are happy or we, we all have bad days. And I think if we all start showing each other or talking about it or picking up the phone and going, care, I'm having a really cuck day. Like, I, re- I don't want to get out of bed today. It might change the face of what depression and sadness is. Definitely. Is what I believe. So it's important to talk about those days. Depression is like wearing sunglasses in an already dark room. It's hard to see a way, t- a way out, even though there is always one. If I need to talk about being sad, I hope that you're here to listen. And I can make every single one of my friends, followers, people that I interact with, people that I connect with, I promise I'm here to listen. I've had people in my life who have taken their own lives, people that I was very close to. Mm. Um, Me as well. And I've just realized that the number's too great. The numbers it is, too, it's huge. And I'm not talking about like the population and no, people. No, no, I'm no, talking no, about no. me and my circle yes. and the people that I know. The number is too big. And I think it's because as a society, we don't allow ourselves to open up and speak about these things. So that, that's the first message is that I'm here. If you ever need to talk, I promise you. And I'm here. me because I've been there. And even, and even carry also her. But if you don't want to talk to your mates because you feel like it's just too much and you don't want people, whatever your reason that is, is because everybody. That is the case. So that is mostly the case. Okay. So I'm going to give you a helpline. I'm going to give you a helpline. The, the South African lifeline, lifeline SA mm. is 0861-322-322. If you need to speak to anyone and you need to do it right now, you can pick up the phone. You can pause the show because you can just play back just now. You can still listen to us. But if you need help and you need to speak to someone, 0861-322-322, there are people that are there to help you and get you through whatever you think you're going through or whatever you are going through because it's not a thought. Whatever you're going through. There's people that care. And that's I just that's the message I want to send out, maybe. it's. I mean, it's difficult, especially when you're in that situation because I um, personally – and this is going out on radio, that uh, I've been there. I also tried to commit suicide, and I landed up in hospital. So mine wasn't successful. But when you're in a situation like that, you really feel like there is no way out. And um, <laughs> to, to this day, obviously, it's a blessing that I'm, that I'm still here. And um, as a result, I have a child. But when you're there and the whole thing is happening, you just, you don't, you don't think about anybody. You don't think about anything. You just actually just want out. So, so my, my, my question to you is, or, or maybe like in conclusion, mm. I think you, you, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Or what is your message then? Is there a way out? There's definitely a way out because you think that the people that close to you don't care, but they do. And if you cannot and you won't, you don't want to speak to the people closer to you, then phone Lifeline, talk to somebody, go see a counselor. It really, 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 really does help. You just, you need to talk about it. Um, and then obviously there's, there's medication. I was also on medication. I'm not on medication anymore, but there are, I mean, there's different levels, there's different types and, um, you could just be going through a bad patch, but you really, really just need to speak to somebody. That's all it is. It's very, very important. And that's, I mean, that's why they, I think you've put that post up uh, that people are fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Just be kind. And that's, that's all it is. And it's, it's usually the people that are happy on the outside. 
And it's the yeah, it's it's the, there's that um yes. the the false sense of what I look like or, or what I'm supposed to portray because that's what society says, and that's why I mean with Chester Bennington it. If you listen to all his music, everybody goes, right, he was screaming out loud that needed help. Yeah. Um, but when you look at other people who may not be screaming out loud, and that's why it's such a shock. And then you do get the ones that every day put it on Facebook or they say something about it and they're like, I'm unhappy today. And then people just stop listening. And they stop commenting. Okay, well, don't stop listening. Don't stop commenting. No. There is help, and we've given you the helplines. We're going to put that up online so that you can see it as well. And we're going to try and make you a little bit happier. Um, we're going to bring you the top five good news story. Every week we search, we scour the internet, we try to find it for you. The top five good news trending stories of the week. It's how we give you something else to speak about when you're at the water cooler or when you're just sitting around the dinner table because there's so many amazing things happening in South Africa and the world. Isn't there, Kerry? Definitely. Definitely. What do we have number five? An inspiring street vendor uses a sign to show people he aims to be a legit business. I mean, to be a legit, a legit business someday. So the reason she's slurring is because of the pulls that she was yeah, taking. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, what's really cool, I mean, we're going to tell, tell you about the story now, yeah. but Lead SA was sharing this this morning. They picked really? up on the story and they're sharing it. it. And it's really cool to see that people are celebrating the good news. So tell us about it. Tom has life goals and he is letting everyone know about it. Tom sells Doritos as a street vendor and aims to use the profits to expand his business. So he's got a sign that says, Hi everyone, Doritos, Six Rand, my name is Tom. Really? Go and buy Doritos from Tom. <laughs> yeah, literally, I said it earlier on. South Africa is alive with possibility. Yes. And you literally have um, the, the ability and the platform to create a business like that. And he's so close. It's William Nickel Drive from uh, just close to Bryanston Shopping Center. He's selling Doritos. He's trying to make something of himself, something of his life. He wants to own a business. Go and buy Doritos. They are six rand. Six Yes. Go help. We're going to put that up online so that you can get in touch with Tom. What do we have at number four? Goodness gracious. Speaking of all of these things, America's Got Talent released heartfelt video of a contestant who tragically passed away shortly after auditioning. So on the 11th of June, one of America's Got Talent contestants, Brandon Rogers, tragically passed away in a car accident. At the request of his family, they honored his memory by sharing his audition video. Now, when this came up, I saw it, but I just, I mean, I passed by the story before it became a, um, a good things guy story. I had a look and I saw the video, but I just kept going when I actually went back and something kept telling me to go back and I watched the audition. I was properly blown away. And the fact that they just, I mean, they honored him and they put his audition up. What a shining light. Really. Yeah, because I mean, his the, the whole man. the whole thing is right that um, we live and then we we here for a moment and then we're not. And he was, and his moment was caught on camera. Exactly. And they decided after the fact because they weren't going to put his audition his up. Dream. And they contacted his family. His family said, "Sure, please do it. Like, let's honor him," which they yeah. did. And the audition is epic, and you can get to see it. We've just put it up online. What do we have at number three? Shady Mycroft summits lion's head in an emotional video. How cool is she? Amazing. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. So, um, Shay is a differently abled, uh, activist yes. from Cape Town. She was born with, um, cerebral palsy and she's decided, I guess, from a really young age to just do what others won't do, can't do. Not she, can't. Won't. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, have you climbed Lion's Head? There's some people that never I climbed Lion's Head. Definitely not climbed Lion's Head. Shaylee had a uh, Shaylee had a world record last year, two years ago, when she climbed Kilimanjaro. Yes. And now she got a second world record for summiting Lion's Head. But what's really cool is this vlogger. Um, he put her on his back. Yes. And he carried her and they did it together as a team. It was really, really quite emotional. We're going to put the video up online so that you can see it because it's that damn good. What do we have at number two? And then obviously we've spoken about this. People affected by Lincoln Park tour cancellation are donating their refunds to suicide prevention charities. I like that. So... um They've had to cancel the concerts, yes. and I, I want to say obvious, but nothing in this world is obvious. But they've canceled the concerts, and um, and people that that were getting their refunds have taken to social media to say, actually, I don't need the refund. I'm going to help someone else, or I'm going to try help someone else, and we're going to pass this on to suicide prevention campaigns, charities, awareness drives, and it's just you know doing a little bit with what you have to give back to help someone else, which is really and important. that's it. And something good is coming of. Something quite tragic So people are aware now There's there's a whole lot more awareness internationally So I think this is really incredible And uh, uh, Yeah, it's a great initiative We're going to put it up online so that you can see That story as well <laughs> What do we have at number one? Nelson Mandela has moved into the heart of London With a new mural Really, he would have been 99 years old this year. Yes, and and you know what's crazy? The the guys in London who put up this mural 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 and, and you say I'm on medication. Put up this mural. They are they're celebrating the fact that that uh, old Tata would have been 99 this year. South Africa hasn't really mentioned it. No, we haven't really spoken about it. Not at all. No. But they've created this beautiful, beautiful, in honor of him, uh, mural on and a massive huge. building. And it's on Mandela Street in uh, Camden. Yes. And, um, and it's just a celebration. It's a celebration. I mean, there's so much going on here um, because of him, about him. And I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's a bit negative, but, uh. No, 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 no negativity here. No, but they're celebrating him overseas, which is what we should be doing. We just had Mandela Day, which was on his birthday. Cause that's Mandela Day. Mandela Day is yeah. his birthday. And that's when they launched the mural. Yeah. In the same time. Absolutely amazing. We've just put all those stories up online so that you can see them as well. The top five trending good news stories of South Africa. The good stuff is the only good news chart show in South Africa. And um, next up, we're going to have a, amazing interviews. That's our plan. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Ah, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It should make us happy. It is, oh, it's a good song. We like yes. Lincoln Park. Every week we get to meet inspirational South Africans that are doing incredible things, and this week is no different. I've got Ketiwe Kuna, which I've probably bastardized her surname. She's going to hit me with her earphones any second. The mm. corporate citizenship lead at Accenture that's in studio with us, and she's going to help us address the youth unemployment opportunities or, or sort of what her role is and, and how we can address that in South Africa. Ketiwe, welcome to the good stuff. Thank you for having me, Brent. I'm going to ask you just to get really close to the mic because it's internet radio we gotta we gotta get up close and personal to that microphone <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> okay so welcome to the good stuff if you can just kind of explain your role at accenture and what is corporate citizenship 
So I think I have the best job in Accenture because um, the work that I do is related to making a direct impact in our communities. So in other companies, it's referred to as corporate social responsibility. That is, in essence, corporate citizenship. At the center of what we do at Accenture through corporate citizenship, it's empowering unemployed youth with skills to get a job or start their own business. So important. And I mean, literally, if you take South Africa, and I, I started off the show by saying an unemployment crisis in South Africa is harrowing the stats the facts if you look at it it's so incredibly scary and here you are in a position where you're able to create sustainable differences and and empower the youth to get employment how do you do that so what we do is we work usually with um, partners. So in everything that you do, it's centered around collaboration and around demand. So what we do as Accenture is we do a market assessment to assess what are the skills gaps within the ICT industry. And we then develop programs that respond to those gaps and take unemployed youth, specifically youth that are not in employment, educational training, and put them through four-month training programs. And what we have coming out of that is usually a junior programmer. And we we then work with our network of employers to actually place these young people. So this all started with a pilot where we initially trained 240 young people. Um, that was in 2013 and 2014. Where we are right now, last year, as at the end of December, we trained 2,100 young people sure. with a network of eight NGO partners. And 90% of those young people were then, um, have been placed into jobs. That was going to be my question. because it's incredible. It's, it, you know, to hear corporates go, yeah, we trained them and, and tick the box. We've done our job. And now we move on to hear that 90% of them were then employed and they could start earning a living and supporting their families and creating a life for themselves. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. So we always say that our measurement of success is not training. Training is not the goal. You know, the goal is to enable, we are in the job of creating jobs, you know, so what's the point of training people for the sake of them to actually become worse off because you give them hope. Mm. And then once they've completed this course, they have hope that we're going to find a job and then you actually leave them worse off than they were before. I can hear you incredibly passionate yes. about what you do. Um, how did you get into it? So um, I always tell people that my calling and my passion found me very early in my career. So um, my first undergrad was a financial management qualification and I worked for a motor manufacturer when I started as a grad and while working there, my first rotation was into finance. I worked in finance for three months and realized that I cannot do this for the rest of my life. I then rotated into an area which was the chief operating officer's area and he said, what do you want to do? I said, I thought I wanted to do finance, but one thing I've been always passionate about is volunteering at the time I didn't even know about CSI volunteering we then worked with um, he gave me a project this is Chalk Childhood Cancer Foundation it's my pet project see what you do with it um, three months later we had a fundraising gala dinner I'd never raised a gala dinner I'd never arranged a fundraising gala dinner and <laughs> raised a quarter of a million rand for Chalk oh wow and that was the beginning um, that is 14 years ago that was the beginning of how I found all my passion and my calling found me very because it's rewarding absolutely absolutely so I've I then um Majored, I then studied marketing, but I've chosen to remain within the CSI space because it is truly, I think, for me, what I've been brought to this earth to do. So I love that. <laughs> so I always tell people that um, I have got this large personality that connects very easily with people, and I use that to then enable our communities.
So, so, so amazing. And I think it's incredible. And you, I can literally feed off of your passion, <laughs> which is the most phenomenal thing. Um, when it comes to these, these kids and these youth that you are, that you're empowering and you're training and, and getting the employment for them, what sort of areas are you going into? Is, is it all over South Africa or is it quite focused? So we've got a three pronged approach, which mm. is in urban, peri urban and rural communities. So, um, we work Currently in three provinces So it's Gauteng, Western Cape and KZN And we'll be reaching out to two other provinces very soon um, So we recognize that, for example, what we do in the urban environment Is going to be different because in the rural Definitely. settings there are no jobs yeah. So what we've done in rural KZN, for example, just off the border of Mozambique in Chosini mm. is we've set up an ICT center where daily we train 120 young people. When we started we were purely focusing around ICT but we had to change our model. Being an ICT company, we had to change our model and not only focus on ICT but respond to the demands and the opportunities that are in the community. Yes. So what we are doing now, we've got things it's like construction, entry level and construction, vocational yeah. work, even ICT. So mm. we are actually currently setting up a BPO center where we're going to have digital artisans, entrepreneurs that are actually going to be servicing local communities with digital skills and digital marketing skills. So it's helping a small business that um, or an entrepreneur set up their digital presence. Exactly, you're creating your own exactly. economy here. By just opening up the world of these young That's people. It. You know, so what we've recognized is um when it comes to our young people, the difference is only that the opportunities are not the same. But once mm. you give them the opportunity, they take it and they, they grab. Mm. Absolutely. They absolutely fly with it. Uh, again, when I started the show, I said South Africa is an amazing, the, the way that um, our economy is and the structure gives us a platform to be entrepreneurs. Yes. And to, if we, Endless opportunities. If we have the skills and the resources and the education, you could literally make your own wealth. Absolutely. And it's just about having exposure. those, the exposure and having yeah. that power to do it. And that's what you're doing. Absolutely. It's sustainable difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those companies will start small and mm. grow a little bit bigger and start employing other people underneath them and empowering them as and well. Training. Absolutely. And I think one critical component of this was also us going beyond just the ICT. So we set up a microgrid because this was a community that wasn't electrified. We set up a microgrid that is also used by an agriculture cooperative. And this agriculture cooperative is now doing skills transfer to the younger generation and attracting them to agriculture, but not just only working the fields, but the agriculture value chain. Yeah. So we're exposing them to different components that are available and saying, do you know that there are opportunities that are broader yeah, than the here and now? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. It's really, really incredible. If people want more information, if they want to get involved, if they want to apply, where do they go? You can go onto the Accenture website. Um, so it's Accenture.com. Um, forward slash South Africa. You can also get in touch with um, my office through our um, number, which is zero one one two zero eight three thousand. Right, we're going to take all of that information, we're going to package it, and we're going to put it up onto Cliff Central as well, so that anybody that's listening that wants to get involved, that wants to be a part of it, that wants to apply, um, that wants more information, it's going to be right there at the click of a button. Thank you very much for being on. Uh, Thank you for having me. The good stuff on Cliff Central. Cheers. Thanks. I do want to fall in love. I am in love. Yeah, exactly. This, this is this is Jono Johansson. He's a South African bloke. 
Oh, that's interesting. It's pretty crazy. Doesn't sound South African. Incredible South Africans doing incredible things. Uh, no, I mean, we, the studio is so full today and we've got so much going on. Um, someone who I've been speaking to, reporting on, uh, writing stories about, Gavin Sinclair, is sitting in the studio with us. Um, he cycled alone across the entire continent of Africa. For charity, and um, and he's now onto his next charity gig. That's right. Yeah, thanks for man having me on the show, uh, Brent. It's been uh, it's been a while, but yeah. So um, I'm basically planning to run five African countries, and I'll be representing missing children children South Africa again to raise funds and awareness. So I plan to embark on the first of September. And I'll be running from the coastline of St. Lucia. I'll be running up north to Mozambique, um, get to Burra, and I'll turn west, run inland. And I'll go to Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia. And then I'll run down the west coast, uh, down South Africa, back to Cape Town, the Vienna waterfront. So it should take 210 days. Hopefully. 210 days. That's right. Seven months. It's a long time to be running and you're doing it alone. Solo, yeah. Solo unsupported again. I mean, how how does that work? So just I I don't I've never done a solo unsupported um, anything I don't uh, expedition. You've gone and you've decided you're going to do this for charity. You leave, you start. People are following you on social media. How do you sustain yourself? Where's the where's the accommodation? Where's mm. the food? Where do you rest? Well, yeah. So my what I've planned is to run on average thirty to forty two k's a day. I mean, we all can do something like this. You just need a base level of fitness. So I mean. We can all walk probably 40 k's a day. So in terms of where I'm going to stay and stuff, when I did my Cape to Cairo, I mean, I slept in all sorts of places. Um, I mean, I slept inside of the highway. Um, I slept in villas. I, s- I slept in um, apartments, campsites. And were, there, were people sort of sponsoring those to you? Were they going, hey, you're in our town. Come and stay here. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, just everybody got on, on, on board, um, through social media and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it got very tricky because I'd get to sort of a, a lovely lodge or something and I just wouldn't know where to stay because I had like five different invites and stuff. But yeah, people really get on board and it was almost like everybody was holding hands and just helping me all the way up to Cairo. It was incredible. But in terms of my run, it's going to be a little bit more tricky. Cause, cause they were cycling. They were cycling. cycling. So How you, long did it take you? It took me 268 days. And of mm. course, with that, you've got your tent, you've got your kitchen and you've got your wardrobe on the back of the bike. So with this, I have to run with uh, very specific ultralight um, equipment. So I can't run more than eight kilograms on my back. Um, so I'll be very limited. So I think there might be places where I'll be sleeping, uh, what would I say under a thousand star view? Um, yeah. So it's just about that. I mean, when I went to the Cape to Cairo, I mean, I, I, um, was camping, pitching my tent in areas where it was infested with hyena and stuff. And that's just what it is. You know, people say to me, geez, what about the wildlife, Gav? Aren't you concerned? You know, I don't know. Just the human factor I'm more concerned about than the <laughs> animal factor. <laughs> That's, yeah. it's really, That's it's, it's really wild, and it, well, I'm using the word wild. It's really wild to, to try put myself in your shoes. Cause like, it is so foreign from what I do day to day. And here you are going on this expedition for over 200 days where you're giving of yourself to raise money for missing children in South Africa. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we all actually are adventurers. I mean, whether it's actually adventuring in peak hour traffic in the morning, afternoon, to me, that's a huge adventure. Um, so it's just really the, 
the degree and the level of what you're doing. Um, and in my physio- physiological makeup, I'm sort of more um, um, geared to do something like this. Um, my mindset is pretty strong to to go out there and challenge myself physically, and mentally, and yeah, it's just really at what level do you go at it? And I'm fortunate to be able to do it for a good cause. And it's also, I mean, it it is got to do with a personal challenge as mm. well. It really sets my soul on fire and, and just pursue what makes you happy. And in a weird sense. Being out there solo, unsupported, in the middle of nowhere, it's it's actually quite liberating. And, it's and it's a good experience. Love, it's beautiful. It's does lovely. it get does it get lonely? Yeah, I mean, it does get lonely, but then again, you are so entertained by what you are seeing, and you are so blessed to be able to experience, um, you know, this melting pot of culture, people, environment, and landscape. And and I mean, yeah, it's it's just. It's overwhelming, yeah. You're quite good with your social media when you have battery life and Wi-Fi. Um, you're you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're That's doing right. you're doing your social media stuff. How are you going to do that out there so that people can keep up to date? Because are you taking like solar charges? Okay, yeah, no, I learned through trial and error with my Cape to Cairo. Um, so I'm going to look at a, a solo sort of panel that I can put on my um, backpack. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 in, it's crucial that I have battery power because I lost a lot of uh, moments when I did my Cape to Cairo. So, um, I'll be looking at that. And I think this time around, I'm going to make it more of a sort of a documentary episode type thing where there's more live footage just to make it more real and organic and, uh, sort of naked in a sense, you know, and exposing myself and, and whether I'm crying and just being honest and truthful in, in that. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pointer. Video is where everything's going. Facebook, <laughs> right. Facebook have already said that they yes. they believe um, Facebook internationally believe that in three years' time uh, we won't be writing status updates anymore. We're yeah. literally going to be going. How's it today? I'm feeling like lacquer or whatever. So yeah. that's hugely important. Yeah. And for me, who has become a bit of a fan of yours, oh, cheers, um, thank you. I wanna I wanna follow the story. So you better be connected. Yeah. And you better have your no, battery power. I'm, I'm definitely gonna make sure on that. Eh? And um, this time around, I'm gonna be a little bit more professional and of course you know there's a lot of sort of brands uh onto me now wanting to sponsor me and stuff and you know with the first trip that i um did you know nobody really knew me and i didn't really have the credentials um so now, I, now we know you can do it i can do it but then again we all can do it huh? it's just really uh, really about do you actually want to do it and what makes you the happiest and for me uh being out there doing something which is perceived as crazy is really what fills my soul. Yeah, it's fantastic. And your family and friends are supporting um, you. My mom has said, contacted me the other day and she just said, boy, are you really going to run? And she, <laughs> she said, just, just be careful this time. But, um, I think they all know me very well since the tender age of six. I've always been, ha- I've always had this, uh, adventurous spirit. I love, I love that you're using your adventurous mm. spirit, your passion and, um, your, your body, cause that's, that's what you have to do good. Uh, do you have a goal in mind as what you want to raise or, or what is that sort of sitting at? So how it works is, um, all you do is you just SMS, um, to, um, MCSA, um, I think it's 41006 and donate 25 Rand. Cause it's an NGO organization that really operates on a, a social media platform. So it's just a small contribution, 25 Rand, or you go into their website site www.missingchildren.org.za click on donate and however much you feel or would like to or, or on a monthly basis 
So, I mean, obviously, the more we can raise, it'll be great. But, yeah, just just anything will do. Yeah. We're going to put all of those links up online so that um, people can get involved, follow you and, and all of that. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything, because you seem quite, um, you're, you're ready to go. You're, you're rearing right. to go. Yeah. Uh, you're excited. You're passionate. Is there anything that scares you, sort of being out on the road for that long? It doesn't look like it. Uh, no, not really. Um, I mean, you've got to just, I mean, you know, there was incidents where I was almost attacked doing Cape to Cairo and stuff. But, I mean, that can happen anyway. I mean, you can be in mid-morning traffic and stuff. So, it's really about the energy you put out if you believe it and you just put out positive energy. Nothing really can can go wrong um, if you just put that out there. But in, in terms of uh, the strip, can't wait for it. Super excited. And uh, it's just freedom. It, and, and, yeah, like I say, it, it just makes me feel alive. Man, we're excited uh, again. We take you. we take our hats off to you. You using your your passion oh, and your adventure well. to to give back. Missing Children South Africa sure. is an important initiative. It's, it's very important right now because it's just. I mean, it's getting worse. So. Yeah. Good for you. That's amazing. Thank you so much, guys. And um, Brent, lovely to be on the show. Eventually, <laughs> we've been playing this for, for ages since yeah. since this whole yeah. cycling. And thanks for your support, by the way. It's always Great. good, and we are going to follow you, and we'll Great. we'll sort of bring our listeners updates on yeah. where you are and what you're doing. Facebook, G A V E N Sinclair. It's that easy. Yeah. We're going to put that up online as well so that you can uh, get in touch and see what's going on. You've spent the whole hour tuned into the good stuff. We've met two incredible South Africans mm-hmm. doing amazing things. All of their links, all of their stories, all of everything about them and how you can get involved is going to go up online on cliffcentral.com. So you can also add your, your money because that's where it comes, right? Sure. The action um, to Missing Children South Africa. I want to leave you with this. I always leave someone with a quote. Leave someone. Leave you guys with a quote. <laughs> Um, we need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. This is a shout-out to you. Yes, you, hearing this. You are amazing, unique, and beautiful. There is nothing more you need to be, do, or have in order to be happy. You are perfect just as you are. Yes, really. You are really perfect just the way you are. So smile, give love, receive love, be kind to yourself, and if you need to talk, know that there are people around there supporting you. That's the good stuff for this week. Uh, if you want to catch any of the other shows, cliffcentral.com, Kerry Stain. That yes, easy. It's that one. <laughs> Gary's not with us today. No, Too I much am. Medicine. I'm reading this thing that you just, I mean, your, your conclusion here. It's been an incredible show. We loved hanging out with you. We'll take you out next week, Tuesday, when we'll be back in the hot seats, hot seats at the good stuff. This is cliffcentral.com.